this episode of the Range Minded Podcast, I talk about a quote. I've noticed I've been doing a lot of quotes lately. I don't know. I'm on a quote kick. Is that what you call it? Anyway, I share a quote by Longfellow that I think is awesome. I also share uh, the Smith & Wesson letter that maybe you've heard about from Mr. Smith to, uh, to uh, everybody else to go to hell. And well, we get a little into the weeds. Anyway, hope you enjoy this episode of the Range Minded Podcast. Thanks, guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Range Minded Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Zimmerman. And if you know the show very well, you know that uh, we talk about guns and training and all sorts of stuff of the like. Well, <clears throat> once in a while, excuse me, I'll also throw in a quote here and there and everywhere. So I got one real quick that I thought was awesome. I was looking up for quotes uh, on integrity. And this is what I found, which isn't really integrity, but it does tie into a couple of things I want to talk about tonight. So here's the quote by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. It takes less time to do a thing right than it does to explain why you did it wrong. Now that's a quote you can take to the bank all day long. Uh, in my everyday job, I'm, uh, I work in construction, uh, carpentry, and especially some of the less, in, less experienced individuals tend to not listen, right? <laughs> they, or they'll try to shortcut or whatever, and it ends up being awful, right? And then they don't know how to explain why they did it wrong instead of just listening to the, you the first time. Or maybe you've experienced that, that you understand that, hey, you can just do it right the first time instead of fixing it later. My dad always told me um, there's never seems to be enough time to do it right, but there's always enough time to do it a second time, right? Anyway, what does this have to do with the firearms industry? Well, I'm sure you can tie it in all sorts of places in the firearm industry, but here's one that I wanted to show right off the bat. Now, unless you all have been living under a rock for the last little while, you would have known that Smith & Wesson... Uh, let's Actually, let's jump back a little bit. Maybe some of you know how I feel about Smith & Wesson. Uh, I do think they build a fine firearm. I don't think anything's wrong with their product. But uh, <clears throat> some of them... Some of their choices on how they procure businesses and run said businesses into the ground. Well, that's not true. They didn't run it into the ground. So let's see. How do I want to talk about this part? Gemtech bought, Gemtech was purchased by Smith & Wesson. Gemtech was a suppressor company <clears throat> out of Boise. Um, I have a lot of friends that formerly worked for Gemtech. And when Smith & Wesson bought them, they made some... Um, corporate decisions about moving Gemtech to, uh, where are they at? Pennsylvania? No, wherever they're at. I can't remember where they're at. <laughs> Boy, I should have, I should have looked up. Massachusetts. I knew it would come to me. Yeah. Originally they told these individuals they weren't going to have to move. Then they moved everything to mass Massachusetts and told these individuals they had to move or find other employment. Now that turned me off to Smith and Wesson. I was a little, Frustrated and unhappy with, with my friends losing their jobs. I guess they could have gone to Massachusetts, but you tell me how many pro-gun 
more conservative leaning individuals are going to survive in Massachusetts. Not very many, right? Anyway, so because of that experience and a couple of others, honestly, I, I didn't really appreciate Smith and Wesson as far as their business practice. Again, I feel like their firearms are great. I, uh, I own some, some older Smith and Wessons. <clears throat> there are some new Smiths that I would buy, honestly. Um, and maybe I will now, maybe I just have to eat my, my hat and, and, uh, put, put my big boy pants on and, uh, and be willing to buy a Smith again. And this is why I say that. So the CEO of Smith and Wesson, his name is Mark Smith, recently posted a letter. Um, now, if you go back to, wasn't, was it Parkland? I guess it was Parkland. The, that mass murder used a Smith and Wesson to, uh, to shoot up the school. Okay. Now <clears throat> I'm not trying to discount the, the tragedy or anything by any means, but it's not the gun's fault, right? It's, it's the bad guy that chose to use the, the gun on his own. And he could have chose any kind of gun because you know what? Criminals tend to not follow gun laws. They, they tend to, to break the law frequently. Right. Anyway. So through this trial that's, uh, that's recently gone through again. So a lot of these families had to relive, um, some of the some of the pain that they've gone through, you know, since what was that, 2017 or whatever it was, 2018. And Smith and Wesson is has been a target ever since then from the anti-gun lobby, saying that they they post their advertising towards young people and and all this crap. Okay, those of us inside the gun industry that have have experienced it for more than a few years know that Smith and Wesson. And very, very few, now there might be a, a mom or a dad that's <clears throat> want to get their youngsters into, into shooting at a young age so they can learn to respect the firearm and the industry. And so it makes sense to have a firearm that these kids can use, right? Nonetheless, Smith & Wesson has had enough of the BS. Now, what these, these anti-gun groups are really wanting to do is uh is make gun companies liable for any of the shootings which doesn't happen in any other industry we do not sue ford motor company for drunk drivers honestly we don't even sue the alcohol companies for drunk drivers that may take a life while driving under the influence we don't even hold the cities accountable for these drunk drivers driving on the roads that taking lives we don't hold the traffic light companies liable uh you know we don't hold drug companies liable you can't tell me that more lives are are taken by firearm than they are by drug abuse yet we don't hold drug companies liable you know what's interesting is maybe maybe the pro-gun people out there should start holding cities and counties and states responsible for the lives lost where people couldn't carry a gun in defense Maybe they should be held responsible. Anyway, nonetheless, Mr. Smith here from some um, Smith and Wesson decided he had enough. Now, I'm not going to read the whole letter because I can read really fast and clear in my mind. 
and I'm kind of tired, honestly. I, I Man, I must have to go see a doctor or something because my brain is foggy. Now, chances are I'm dehydrated because it's been hot the last few days and I've been working outside. But I will will read just a bit of this. Now, this this letter is interesting. It's it's uh, very clear and it's it's a good read. It's just one page. And uh, it basically tells the anti-gun lobby where the sun don't shine. And that's where they can stick their, their anti-gun rhetoric, right? Anti-constitutional rhetoric. But uh, third to the last paragraph in here in this letter, I will read this. <clears throat> to be clear, a Smith & Wesson firearm has never broken into a home. A Smith & Wesson firearm has never assaulted a woman out on a late night run in the city. A Smith & Wesson firearm has never carjacked an unsuspecting driver stopped at a traffic light. Instead, Smith & Wesson provides these citizens with the means to pr- protect themselves and their families. I love that. I love that there's finally a gun company willing to stand up and say, Stop. I, I know a lot of you guys out there love Daniel Defense. They didn't really do us any favors in some of the hearings last month. They they kinda they kinda caved. Yes, Daniel makes a great gun. Yes, I understand that they're they're pretty much made in America. I get that. But we need more gun companies, more presidents of gun companies, more pro gun lobbies out there, NRA if you're listening to stand up and tell these anti-constitutional bigots that we've had enough. Uh, Mark Smith continues, We are proud of our 170-year history. We are proud to the commitment of our employees to make quality products. We are proud to, prov- to provide law-abiding citizens and law enforcement, our customers, with the tools pr- to provide their, for their security and independence. We are proud of our responsible business practices. I love it. Why are not more companies doing this? Boy, that sounded weird. Why aren't more companies doing this? We need to have ammo manufacturers. We need to have all the firearms instructors, manufacturers, getting out in the public eye and saying enough is enough. And I apologize for my scathing remarks about how I felt before Smith and Wesson. I apologize. And thank you for what you're doing. Now go and tell your friends to do that too. We need to be heard. Now I'm not talking January 6th, 3% or whatever. That's bullshit. Okay, that's straight up bullshit. Do we need to organize and have safe neighborhoods or whatever? Do Do we need to be armed? Sure. But right now, the air quote militia movement, the Proud Boys, that kind of stuff, you can do what you want. You can do what you want. I have a hard time agreeing with a lot of their practices. Do we need defend of the do we need to defend the Constitution? Absolutely. Do we need to defend the Second Amendment? Most definitely. But we need to defend all the amendments. 
We need to defend the Constitution in whole, not one or two amendments. Does that mean rioting in the streets? Of course not. Does that mean exercising our right to to protest? Yep. Does that give us freedom to assemble? Absolutely. Freedom to petition the government? Absolutely. But we can't do it alone, proud gun owners. We can't. I know there's 100 million gun owners in the United States. I get that. That is a huge number. But there are too many lazy asses out there not doing anything. And unfortunately, they're the majority of the gun owners. Again, I'm not calling for any kind of violence. I think that's a waste of time. That's exactly what they want us to do. Because then they can say, look at these extremists. Look how crazy they are. They want to overthrow the government. Let's charge them with sedition. Let's get them out. Let's, let's get them in the prison system. Let's get them out of the way. They want us to be violent. Now is not the time. And hopefully there is no ever... There, <laughs> hopefully there never is a need to be violent. You never know. But now is not the time. Now is the time to be heard. Now is the time to be a good citizen of the United States. Anyway, how does that go along with the, with the Wadsworth, the Longfellow quote? You want me to read it again? It takes less time to do the right thing. Let's see. No, it takes less time to do a thing right than it does to explain why you did it wrong. How did Smith and Wesson do? I think they did the right thing. Let's look at another example. Well, <laughs> you be the judge if this is right or wrong. Is the IRS really training grad students? Now, you had to have seen this ridiculous video by now floating around on the internet. Apparently, it was from back in 2017. At least that's what the fact checkers told me on Facebook. But apparently... Yeah, like I say, this was back in 2017. I guess the IRS does this every year um, at this particular college. They they show potential IRS agents what it might be like to enforce the law. Lowercase l. And it is ridiculous. If you have not seen this video, I'm going to try and make sure I, I link it in the show notes. It is ridiculous. Why the IRS would have allowed this video to be posted boggles my mind. The worst gun handling, flagging everybody. Yes, I know they're using dummy guns, training guns. But they're stacking up on the wall and they kick open this door. And my gosh, my gosh. The worst time possible for this video to be resurfaced on the internet. Is the IRS really arming its agents? Well, apparently, if, if you do some research, um, it's part of the job description. Then we see this stupid video floating around. Like I said, I posted it on, 
on Facebook and the fact checkers told me that I didn't have it quite right. I'm glad that we got fact checkers to help us know how to think. I thought the, the video had to be satire, honestly, because it was so ridiculous. And apparently there's more than just this one floating around now. The IRS recently purchased a lot of ammunition. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. They did hire, what, 84,000 new agents. So, I mean, it's more than double what they currently have. Don't worry, it's going to reduce inflation. Don't worry. If you don't know what video I'm talking about, just look up IRS training video. It is <laughs> it is ridiculous. But now the IRS has to explain why they did something wrong. As long as I guess they assume they did something wrong. Craziness. Absolute craziness what is going on in our country nowadays my computer clicks really loud i noticed well friends let's take this to the next level what are you going to start doing right because we know well according to the quote right it takes less time to do a thing right than it does to explain why i did it wrong i guess the first thing is is we need to identify what's right and what's wrong so we know how to avoid the wrong way to do it and just doing it right the first time. We at the show, we consistently talk about taking somebody shooting, right? Take somebody new that's new to the industry, that's new to, new to gun ownership, take them shooting. I know it can be scary. I know talking to people that may have moved into your neighborhood recently, like in southeastern Idaho... Like, I was driving through, if you know the area, Idaho Falls. I was dr driving through Idaho Falls today to check on some jobs. And there were California plates everywhere. Now, to be fair, this time of year, there's a lot of tourism. A lot that comes through Idaho Falls on the way to Yellowstone, <clears throat> on the way to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. But there was a lot now, I'm not saying Californians are bad. I'm not saying that we don't want you here. What I am saying is there's a reason why you left California. You're welcome to move here because it's a beautiful state. The people are so friendly and there seems to be less crime. Now, there's a reason for all that shit. And don't bring your garbage with you, okay? Leave your California stuff in California and come here. That's fine. But with this influx of new people, like I say, they're moving here for a reason. There's new gun owners moving in. There's people that realize that, hey, man, these conservatives really aren't that crazy. We need to introduce these people to the fold. Well, that makes this almost sound like a cult, right? <laughs> I promise we're not a cult. We just love freedom. And it might be hard to talk to these people, right? It might be weird to like, hi, my name's Steve and I'm a gun owner. I'm not saying that's how we introduce ourselves. We just be their friends. 
And then we maybe bring it up in conversation. Let them see us taking our guns to the range. If you've got mounts from hunts on the wall, hopefully they ask questions or maybe talk about that monster bull that you killed last year. And then they see, man, like these gun owners, they're not that weird. It's an opportunity. Why are we not sharing this opportunity? Why are are we so scared? Excuse me. Got ate some corn chips before I started recording. Why are we so scared to share an an invite? <clears throat> really, I'm sorry. Let me get a drink real quick here. This is great radio. You can you can hear me drink. You ready for this? Wish it was a Bundaberg. So let's talk about how, how, what are some of the steps we can do? First of all, we got to talk to our neighbors. We got to get back to the old school. We need to know our neighbors. We need to let them see us be normal. If we go to church, let them see us go to church. If, uh, if we enjoy building cars or whatever, let them see us be normal, right? Look, I was homeschooled growing up. I know what it's like to be abnormal. Not not just because I really am abnormal, but I know what it's like to be the outsider, the one to be made fun of, the one to be teased. I, I, I understand that. And on top of that, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Mormon. I'm a Mormon homeschooled kid. Now you tell me that I wasn't made fun of. I know what it's like to be the outsider. And I also know what it's like to be included. We need to talk to our neighbors. We need to get to know them. Invite them over for games or barbecue or whatever. You got a Traeger, smoke up a brisket. Invite them over. And don't be weird. Right? You're not going to jump right into the conversation about, hey, by the way, I just bought my my child a 6'5 Creedmoor and we're going to go kill an animal no but you can say hey you know I, I i don't know if you're interested but i just bought this rifle and we just need to go sight it in you want to you want to come shoot it give them the opportunity let them see that normal everyday people own firearms that normal everyday people carry guns so what next you get them you get them there you get them shooting. You get them excited for the, you know, for the first time shooting a gun. I have helped people on the range their very first time shooting guns, and it is like this, this new joy percolates up, and they're so excited because it is exciting. Once you get get them to where they want to try it again, take a class with them. Let them see more people that are normal. Let them see some of the other people that might be new to firearms in the class. So they get excited for it. Because it is exciting. It is fun. Don't dive into the politics. Don't dive into like, well, those damn liberals, they want it. Don't do that. That progression will come when they see that the... uh, the, 
the anti-gunners are wrong. They'll learn that on their own, at their own pace. Don't shove it down them, okay? Take a class with them. Besides, it's just fun. I know it can be expensive. I know ammo's expensive. I get it. <clears throat> but we need friends in the industry. Once they once they get excited about it, and I'm not saying it's going to happen that time. Every time we talk to somebody, they're just going to be golden, right? They're going to fall right into the fold, and they enjoy shooting guns, and they'll want to buy guns, and they want to take classes with us. It's not going to happen every time. Maybe one out of 10, one out of 15, one out of 50. I don't know. Statistically, it'd be one in three. If we look at the, the gun ownership rates in the United States. But we need to we need to invite people. Once you get them to where they've taken classes and they're excited to go and, and go, to, go to the range with you, be there for advice. Maybe they're going to shop for a new gun. Be there to help them. Don't be there to say, you have to buy this gun because whatever. You have to buy this Glock because... That's what most law enforcement in the world carries. They don't care about that. They need a gun that fits them, right? Help them on their journey. That's what it is. We're helping people on a journey. And it can be fun. It can be so fun. I don't know if you remember a few, well, it's been a while ago. Mark had his aunt come back from Illinois and we took her to the range and she shot handguns and then the AR-15 and then we she shot uh, I don't remember I think it was the full auto I think it was the 300 blackout at Independence it was so much fun she was having so much fun and it brings joy to my heart like thinking about it how much fun she was having it was awesome and that's why we got to keep that, that going men if you go to the range by yourself or with your buddies, have you invited your wife to go? Man, I, I wish my wife enjoyed shooting so much more. She doesn't hate it. I think we've talked about this before. She's not anti-gun. She grew up in a home with guns. It just doesn't appeal to her, right? And honestly, financially, it's probably better that she doesn't enjoy the firearms industry as much as I do. Because we'd be broke. Because <laughs> then we'd both have to buy guns. It would be tough. His, his and her Glocks, right? But maybe your wife would enjoy it. Ladies, maybe your husband would enjoy it. Maybe your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Maybe they're down too. Just don't be married and have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's not what I'm getting at. What I mean is your significant other, maybe they want to get into it, but they just are too scared to ask. Get involved in 4-H. I don't know if Girl Scouts have any kind of shooting thing. I know the the Boy Scouts did for a long time, but I don't, I don't know that. I think, isn't the Boy Scouts gone? They They went woke and then went broke, right? What I mean is... We need to be out there in the public eye more. 
not January 6th public eye, not stupid stuff. Again, I mean, do what you want, but walking down the street with your AR, I feel like is counterintuitive. I get it. I understand why you want to do it. I just don't think it's effective. So why why am I getting to this? Why, why am I talking even about this now? This honestly isn't where I was going to take the show. It's just where it ended up. Same thing. Right back to the, the Longfellow quote. It's easier to do a thing once. Than it, or it takes less time to do things once than it does to explain why you did it wrong the first time. Do it right. Help your neighbor. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Are you are you tired of me being preachy? <laughs> I, I I really honestly like because I can monologue. I mean, this is my show, right? So I can just go on and monologue for whatever what <clears throat> whatever it's been thirty minutes. Man, don't eat corn chips before you do record a podcast, okay? Word for the wise. Did you guys, did we talk about the the new SIG handgun, the macro? I think we did, right? 17 rounds? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? In a little compact firearm like that? I'm going to get my hands on one and we're going to talk about it. But I don't know. There's so much new product coming out that uh, that we need to do a show New optics, new guns, shotguns, handguns, rifles. There's new stuff coming out. I get excited about that stuff. I wish I could buy one of everything. But I think I like being married more. And I know you can't, well, yeah, you can't take them with you, I guess, right? The the guns, I mean, not, not the spouse. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to let you go. So hopefully you get the spirit of what I'm talking about. I'm passionate about the Second Amendment. And it hurts to see the country in the state that it is. Now we can blame it on whatever politician we want to blame it on, what, whatever. But it's really not their fault, right? It's kind of our fault. Sheesh. Noisy family upstairs. We talked about it before. Get involved. Even if it's in your HOA or whatever, get involved. Stand up for what you believe in. It's okay. Haters gonna hate, right? It's okay to be heard. It's okay to stand up for what you believe in. It's okay to preserve the greatest country that's ever existed on earth. And I feel that this is the greatest country that's ever existed. We're not perfect. We have some major blemishes. But we've also had some amazing victories that have impacted the world in a positive way. And we need to be proud of those victories. And I honestly feel like it's just the beginning. America is amazing. 
And America is amazing because the people that live here that have the freedom to choose, that have the freedom to succeed, that honestly have the freedom to fail. We don't really talk about that anymore. We think everybody should have the same outcome. But failure makes us stronger. We are a free country for a reason. And it, I think it is the greatest country ever. Anyways, I'm going to let you go. I already said that once, didn't I? I really appreciate your time with me. I consider you all friends. And I hope I've said something that maybe turned a little light bulb on in your mind. <clears throat> that you feel like, hey, I want to go share. If you have any questions, any concerns, honestly, even any complaints, you can email rangeminded at gmail.com. I read the emails. It's all good. I'm a big boy. I can take criticism. But I can also tell you to shut up if I want to. <laughs> I haven't had to. We have some awesome listeners. If you have, have an idea for a show, if there's something that you want us to talk about, if there's a guest you want us to bring on, let us know. It'd be awesome to have somebody on that you guys really want to know about. Nick will be on. Like he said, he, he's got a commitment to do one show a month. You need to follow him. Nicholas Hoffer, the, the holster shop, the holster guy. Like, I don't know, there's a few, there's a few uh, Instagram accounts. The dude's a stud. You know, I talk about his holsters a lot. I was a customer before I was his friend. And I carry his holster every day. That's uh, that's not. I'm not even getting paid to talk about it. I just I just have faith in this product. If you guys are looking for a uh, for a new holster, inside outside whatever custom holsters, he does it all. Hoftech Industries, check him out. Love you guys. Be safe. And dang it, take somebody shooting, would you? See ya. Hey gang, thanks for hanging out for this episode of the Range Minded Podcast. We really do appreciate the amount of time that you spend with us. We think it's awesome. If you have any questions or concerns or maybe an idea for a guest or a specific topic, go ahead and email us at rangeminded at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you like what you heard, go ahead and give us a good like and share because we want to really grow the community. After all, we are stewards of the Second Amendment. Anyways, we hope to see you here again next time. Peace out.